you are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 98. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 98. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself. Feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. Thank you so much for listening at 98 episodes. Oh my goodness. This is getting crazy. We're almost at 100. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends, telling people about it. It's been so rewarding to hear from those of you who listen to the podcast and maybe signed up for a free coaching call or maybe came to the Leading Your Teen class, joined the Facebook group, you know, just kind of where I get to have a personal connection with those of you who are listening. It just really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I've got my Leading Your Teen class filled up, Um, but if you are still struggling with your post-pandemic teen and wanting to help them kind of reintegrate and seeing how you can help them without them even knowing, without overstepping, uh, you can still go to leadingyourteen.com and schedule a free call with me, and we'll see if I think that you're a good fit for the Leading Your Teen one-on-one program or the group. I might do another group. It just kind of depends on, you know, how much interest there is. So that is still available to you at leadingyourteen.com. But today we are answering a question from Veronica. Veronica writes, I have this evening routine that really works for me. Once the kids are down for the night, I put music on while I tidy up the kitchen. Then I light a candle, do some relaxing yoga, meditate, and then read until I fall asleep. When I do it, it feels amazing. It is so good for my mind, body, and soul. I feel rested, relaxed, and proud that I prioritized myself and set myself up for a good night's sleep. In the morning, I feel ready to take on my day. So why the hell can't I make myself do it? all caps. (laughs) Instead, I find myself mindlessly scrolling through my phone, eating Lucky Charms, and staying up till midnight watching back-to-back catfish episodes. I know what is good for me. I genuinely enjoy it. Why the hell do I keep sabotaging myself? Okay, I love this question, Veronica. And so, you know, I like to kind of start with the parent educator answer. In this case, it's not really a parenting question. But I'll start with talking about self-sabotage. Like, what is it? So self-sabotage is when we actively or passively take steps that prevent us from accomplishing our goals. Sounds like you've got a goal of getting a good night's sleep, having some like self-care, some, you know, personal time that's rejuvenating for your body, mind, and soul. That sounds like your goal and you're self-sabotaging. So the reason most of us, Veronica included, can't understand self-sabotaging behaviors is because you think you've already solved the problem. You already have the answer. In your mind, the mystery of why do I sabotage myself has been resolved. 
but it's resolved in a way that keeps you stuck in the same pattern. So let's say you stay up late playing Candy Crush on your phone while keeping up with the Kardashians. You look at the clock and see it's after midnight. No yoga, no tidying, no meditating. Your brain gets annoyed and asks, why do I keep sabotaging myself? Your subconscious mind answers with something like, because I suck, I'm lazy, something wrong with me, I'm not motivated. You might ask the question, why do I keep sabotaging myself? But if you're not monitoring the answer, you know, our brains like puzzles to solve. So asking it a question, why do I keep doing this? We end up answering it. But so instead of going to bed with a good brain puzzle, like, I wonder why I didn't do my nighttime routine that I really enjoy. Instead of going to bed with this puzzle, you go to bed feeling ashamed because you think you've already answered it. Well, I'm just a lazy person. There's something wrong with me. So shame likes to live in the dark. And so we close the book on that topic and we think we've solved it. You come up with some blanket assault on your character. I'm just a terribly unmotivated person. And you don't allow your brain to get curious and try to understand yourself from a place of compassion. All of this is subconscious, of course. You aren't deliberately trying to create evidence to prove you are a lazy, unmotivated person. This is just how cognitive bias works. So I don't know what Veronica believes about herself or what how she answers the question, why do I keep sabotaging myself? But I feel confident in saying there's an answer. And so I'm just giving her ideas saying like, maybe it's like I suck and I'm lazy or there's something wrong with me. And so if you're self-sabotaging, see if you can figure out how am I answering the question, why do I keep self-sabotaging? And see if any of those sound familiar. Like, I'm just a terribly unmotivated person. I have no willpower. How are you answering the question, why am I self-sabotaging? Okay, so the life coaching answer takes us a layer deeper. You want to do your evening routine, but you don't. This is living outside your own integrity. When we live outside our own integrity, there is always a reason My hunch is that, Veronica here, you have two competing beliefs. One says, I want this lovely, healthy evening routine. And the other one says, I'm sick of being good. I don't want to be healthy. I want to indulge. I want to relax. I want to reward. I don't want to work anymore today. I'm going to guess that Veronica is a pretty hard worker. She probably places a high value on hard work, cutting herself very little slack during the day. Her evening routine, although lovely, is probably a little too noble and good for the tired part of her that just wants to relax and play and doesn't want to be good, right? Like she's got this routine where it's like, put on music and tidy up the kitchen and do yoga and meditation and read. And like all of those things kind of tap into our like, oh, this is a good thing to do. These are, this is good and noble and responsible. And it might just be too much of a good thing. So she's probably this, 
you know, this cognitive dissonance is showing up with these two beliefs. Part of her wants to, and part of her doesn't. Part of her is sick of being good, sick of doing all the her hard work. They just want to kind of rebel and do something naughty, or however Veronica labels naughty, like, you know, catfish and lucky charms. So maybe you're thinking, Tori, that is not my issue. <laughs> I relax too much. Maybe you're thinking, I'm always going on social media when I really should be getting dinner started. I am always cutting myself slack. Like I'm not as productive as I should be. Well, to that I say, guilty avoidance is not the same as relaxation. If you sit down and relax for 10 minutes while shooting on yourself, I should be folding laundry. I should be answering that email. I shouldn't be playing Candy Crush you're going to feel more exhausted afterwards, not rejuvenated. Genuine relaxation involves your brain and your body being in the same place. So if you're playing Candy Crush, but you're, where you're, that's where your body is, but your brain is saying, I shouldn't be playing Candy Crush. I should be over there in the kitchen getting dinner ready. Then your brain and your body are in two different places. That always is draining. So if you're sitting on the sofa reading your book, your brain needs to also be on the sofa saying, this is the best place for me to be right now. Isn't this lovely? I enjoy reading my book. If you're playing solitaire on your phone, it can either be relaxing or avoidance. <laughs> if you're thinking, I'm really enjoying playing solitaire on my phone, then your brain and your body are in your same place and it can be rejuvenating. If you're playing solitaire on your phone thinking I shouldn't be, then it's draining. So you can expand this into noble pursuits. Like if you're folding laundry, you can try to focus your attention on the feel of the clothes, the warmth. You can do what Marie Kondo says, and I bless my clothes as I fold them. I thank them for their service. If you're braiding your body in the same place, even folding laundry can be rejuvenating. My hunch is that the only time Veronica is thinking good thoughts about herself is when she is working. If a child only receives praise when she is diligently working hard, she will learn to spend many hours diligently working hard. But that doesn't change the nature of a child from a playful free spirit into a cog in the machine of productivity. It just means that she learns to push down her natural desires, push through her fatigue, and pressure herself to do what feels unnatural. So the reason you're self-sabotaging is because you are tired of being so good and noble. This is my hunch. Your subconscious mind is yearning to be a playful free spirit and have some fun. The remedy for this is simple. Give yourself permission to play, relax, break a rule, do something naughty, indulge, and have fun. If every night you give yourself 30 minutes to have a bowl of Lucky Charms and watch Catfish and do nothing else, and your brain and your body are in the same place, enjoying this, we'll call it the sacred Catfish and Lucky Charms evening routine, 
you are going to feel so different. You're going to feel rejuvenated. You might feel like you want to then go do yoga. You then may want to do the dishes. Or you can combine and you say, well, I'm going to do the dishes while I'm watching Catfish. And then I'm going to meditate on my bowl of Lucky Charms. When you schedule time to slack off, indulge, or break a rule, your playful spirit feels seen and heard. So she doesn't have to create it behind your back. She doesn't have to sneak around while you're not looking to rebalance the work and play. When you can work freedom and relaxation into your day, it's a lot easier to be noble and good at the end of your day. So you've just got to recognize this self-sabotage as a rebalancing effort. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is what I affectionately call procrastinating. All you hardworking supermoms, listen up. If you are someone who only compliments yourself for working and condemns yourself for rest and relaxation, you might notice yourself procrastinating. Procrastinating is doing busy work to avoid doing something difficult. There's a big difference between focused, productive work that moves the needle forward towards accomplishing your goals. This feels amazing. But there's a difference between that and mindless busy work to avoid that mean voice in your head that scolds you for relaxing. Or maybe there's something that you want to do, but you're like scared to do it. Or like this, maybe you have, there's a conversation you need to have with a family member and you're avoiding it. And so this avoidance turns into procrastinating. So checking email, online shopping, researching summer camps, social media, all these things can be a rabbit hole of procrastinating. So next time you catch yourself in that mindless, unproductive state, get up, jump out of the chair, walk out the door, do something to physically change your environment and clear your mind. So the best ways I've done that to clear my mind is I usually walk outside and or pull out my journal and look at a blank page. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's like I need to discipline my monkey mind. Like, what would I love to accomplish in the next 10 minutes (laughs) and you just get yourself right back into that present moment and the short term and you're like nope okay I caught myself wandering off into progress the working land I'm gonna bring myself back um so you can do 10 jumping jacks you could run around the block you could just listen to the birds, do something to break out of that procrastinating mindset and ask yourself, is my spirit yearning for rest or accomplishment? If it's yearning for productive accomplishment, then set a timer on your phone and go accomplish that one task that is weighing on your mind make that phone call, send that email, do that one thing that's, you know, kind of weighing on you the most, accomplish your task. And if it's too big and you can't accomplish it in a short period of time, then break it down to a smaller 
chunks so that you can move the needle forward towards the goal, okay? If you ask the question, is my spirit yearning for rest or accomplishment? And you get the answer that it's yearning for rest. Then do something that feels delicious to your spirit. This is how you end self-sabotage. By listening to that spirit within that just wants what it wants when it wants it and doesn't want to be good and productive and accomplishing that just wants to play and be heard. Procrastinating working drains our energy, making us feel like we worked hard all day, but we didn't accomplish anything. This is a toxic supermom kryptonite. Today's supermom power boost is a do-nothing day. So when my supermom clients are resistant to relaxation, but clearly yearn for it, we turn relaxation into something noble and good. So I love assigning a do-nothing day as homework for my client. So when the goal, the purpose of the day is to do nothing productive, then it turns relaxation into a chore. So it kind of like messes with the mind a little bit. This appeals to my clients who are responsible obligers who value getting good grades on their homework, right? They're like, oh yeah, give me an assignment. I'm going to do it. No problem. And so once they put a do-nothing day on their calendar, they're held accountable for doing nothing productive. It feels like an obligation. It feels like a chore. It feels like I have to do it. But once they experience it, this day of delicious nothingness where it's like you get to do whatever you feel like doing in the moment. And so if you want to go shopping, you can, but you can't say, oh, I want to get this chore done. I need to go pick this up from the store because that's productive. So the goal is nothing. (laughs) And once they experience how amazing the benefits are, and they feel like themselves again, and they notice what a better mom they are when they get home, and a better wife they are, then it fuels them to do it again. So Veronica was kind of doing this intermixing of the chore with the, you know, relaxation by making an evening routine that sounded lovely, was restorative and renewing and kind of like self-care, she turned it into a chore. And so it, she was kind of trying to, to do it, but it just didn't work for her. So you just kind of want to see, like, what is it that Veronica needs? What is it that you need? And so for in Veronica's case, I think she would be better served by doing yoga while watching Catfish or practicing meditation while eating Lucky Charms, like turning the, you know, combining the indulgence with the noble good deed. <laughs> So I got a text from a client recently that says, hey, Tori, I wanted to let you know that I'm on a plane heading on a hiking trip with my girlfriends. I never would have let myself dream of a trip like this before the work we did together. Yes, it was a challenge leaving my kids, but I need to miss them and fill up my tank. Thank you. Thank you. So of course, these are like the most amazing texts that I get to receive from my clients. And I just love it that she's actually out having fun after 
five kids, I think she had. It was, she had a lot of resistance to having fun. But I love her kind of solution. She's on a plane meeting her girlfriends for a trip, but she combined it with exercise. And so exercise is something that our brains think, oh, that's good for us. You know, going hiking, that's kind of like noble and good. And so it, it makes, it kind of facilitates a fun vacation with your girlfriends while your brain is learning that it's okay to relax and have fun even when you're a mom. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. It's like, if you feel like you are resistant to relaxation, then you turn something fun into something good and noble. So when I started to take weekend getaways in hotel rooms by myself, that felt very indulgent and very, oh, I don't know, (laughs) wrong, I guess, to my like hardworking, noble, self-sacrificing martyr. And so... I justified my hotel stay by saying that I was going to get a lot of work done while I was there. And so that's how I bridge that gap. But then once I'm there, it feels so delicious and wonderful. And it just makes me feel like myself again. And the rewards are so worthwhile that then you go home and you're like, oh my gosh, that was the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) So sometimes we just need that bridge to help us get there. So if you are stuck worshiping your to-do list, unable to allow yourself relaxation, and noticing signs of self-sabotage, you are the perfect candidate for my Supermom is Getting Tired life coaching program. You would be amazed how your life can transform to becoming more fun, playful, restful, and productive. So if you're interested, you can schedule a free call with me at lifecoachingforparents.com slash work with me. Today's quote of the day is the first two lines of a Mary Oliver poem. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Thanks for listening, super moms. You have a great day. I will love you and leave you. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.